Welcome everyone to the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you for coming back to the mountain. Week 12 was incredible with UNLV besting Air Force New Mexico, upsetting Fresno State and Boise State and San Jose State, keeping their championship dreams alive. We'll then give you an update on the conference championship scenarios, and then we'll talk about what's to come in the regular season finale. As always, we'll finish the show by handing out this week's Hikes Peak Weekly MVP. Let's get right into it. We'll start off with the headliner UNLV taking on Air Force in Colorado Springs. Arguably the biggest game of the year in the Mountain West so far. The Rebels got the lead first with a 78-yard nuke to Ricky White. The scoring would resume near the end of the quarter with John Lee Eldridge the third taking a pitch 55 yards to the end zone to tie the game. The Falcons would find the end zone again on their next drive with quarterback Jensen Jones sneaking it in from a yard out. A field goal would push Air Force's lead to 10 and after Jaden Maiava's second interception set up another short Jensen Jones touchdown run, the score was 24 to 7. It looked like the walls may be crumbling in Vegas, but Jaden Maiava regained his composure, led a nice drive down the field, and Vincent Davis punched it into the end zone from 12 yards away to make it 24 to 14. Air Force would get another field goal before halftime, but UNLV kept their momentum going into their first drive of the second half with tight end Kaleo Ballengai picking up 84 yards and Donovan Lester picking up the last one. The Rebels would take the lead with a Kaleo Ballengai six-yard touchdown catch, giving them a 28-27 lead after trailing by three possessions just a quarter ago. They added a field goal to force Air Force to find the end zone, which they simply couldn't do. Their final drive got inside UNLV's 10-yard line, but they weren't able to capitalize, making UNLV 9-2. Just incredible what Barry Odom has done this year as the Rebels are one game away from hosting the Mountain West Championship while Air Force showed some flashes but still dropped their third straight contest. Jaden Maiava struggled early but ultimately came back and played a heck of a game. 15 of 29, 339 passing yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and also ran for 36 rushing yards, which led the team. Ricky White finished with eight catches, 169 receiving yards, and a touchdown, putting together a strong offensive player of the year case. Kaleo Ballengai only had two catches, but they were both huge. Two catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Marcel McDuffie played incredible. 15 tackles and a forced fumble. Jackson Woodard had 9 tackles and a sack. And Elijah Shelton had 8 tackles and half a tackle for loss. Jensen Jones played pretty well. He was one of the focal points of the Air Force offense. Went 1 of 6 for 35 yards through the air and ran for 88 yards and 2 touchdowns. Dylan Carson had 104 rushing yards and a fumble. Trey Williams led the way for them with 9 tackles and a deflection. Jonathan Youngblood had five tackles and an interception. Both of the Falcons edge rushers, PJ Ramsey and Bo Richter, both had a sack. And Trey Taylor had three tackles, a deflection, and an interception. Next up, we had New Mexico traveling to Fresno State. Could certainly call this a must-win game for both of these squads that are coming off of a loss. The Lobos would open things up with a field goal, but the Bulldogs would take their own lead with a solid drive capped off by Malik Sherrod from a yard out. No one would score again until the second quarter with Fresno State again putting together a long drive that Malik Sherrod finished off to make it a 14-3 game. It was looking like New Mexico could be on their way to getting blown out again, but they kept it close with another field goal. They then got a huge shot in the arm from a 50-yard house call from Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt, though they missed out on the two-point conversion, making it 14-12 going into halftime. The Lobos would continue to control the game with a great drive that Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt ended with a 
10-yard touchdown run again without the two-point, making it 18-14 to with two minutes left in the third. The Bulldogs' offense continued to be stuck in the mud, and New Mexico put one more touchdown drive together with freshman Devin Dampierre finding Caleb Medford on a 33-yard jump ball to make it a 25-14 to game with nine minutes left. Mikey Keene came off the bench to try and provide a spark and did get the Bulldogs back on the scoreboard with a field goal with three minutes remaining, but the Lobos got one first down to seal the road upset and sink Fresno State's hopes of repeating as Mountain West champions. New Mexico moves to 4-7 and seven with an incredible win that may save Danny Gonzalez's job, while the Bulldogs drop their second straight and fall all the way out of the championship hunt. Dylan Hopkins started this game. It was freshman Devin Dampierre who really left his mark on this game, went 2 of 3 for 59 yards and a touchdown and also ran 445 yards. Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt with a game for the ages, 21 carries, 204 rushing yards and 2 touchdowns. Caleb Medford was phenomenal, 6 catches, 122 receiving yards and a touchdown. Jermarius Lewis led the way for them with 6 tackles. Zach Morris had 5 tackles and a deflection and Dante Martin had 4 tackles, half a tackle for loss and 2 deflections. Logan Fife struggled in his time out there, 9 of 16, 125 passing yards and a rushing touchdown. Jeff Tedford did end up putting in Mikey Keene, who didn't start the game because of an injury, so that kind of shows you how Fife played with them putting in an injured guy in place of him. Malik Sherrod didn't have too much of an impact past those two touchdowns, 13 carries, 51 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Malachi Langley had eight tackles. Maurice Norris Jr. had five tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack. And Dean Clark and Lavelle Bailey both had five tackles and an interception. Next, we have San Diego State taking on San Jose State at Sefco Stadium. The El Camino Real rivalry was kicked off by the Aztecs with a long drive ending with Jalen Armstead punching it in from a yard out. The Spartans would respond with their own touchdown drive ending with a beautiful grab from tight end Dominic Mazzotti. The rest of the first half was mundane with both teams trading field goals to a 10-10 halftime tie. San Jose State got in front for the first time with a 20-yard touchdown run from Kuali Conley. San Diego State would have an eight-minute drive going into the fourth quarter, but they settled for a field goal, which would be the last time they scored. Wally Conley picked up 57 yards on a huge run, and Kyrie Robinson finished the job with a five-yard touchdown run to make it 24-13 Spartans with five minutes left. The Aztecs made a solid attempt to keep the game alive, but Trey Jenkins picked off Jalen Maiden to seal the deal. San Jose State wins their fifth straight game and have a shot at hosting the Mountain West Championship. Yes, you heard me right. The Aztecs, on the other hand, are now 3-8 and eight as they transition into a new era beyond Brady Hope. Chevin Cordiero continues to play his efficient ball, 15 of 20, 174 passing yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Quali Conley was the star back for this game, 13 carries, 155 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Brian Parham led the way for them defensively, 9 tackles, 1.5 tackles for loss, and an interception. Jordan Pollard had 7 tackles and a tackle for loss, and Trey Jenkins, the veteran, had six tackles, a deflection, and an interception. Jalen Maiden struggled overall, 15 of 24, 117 passing yards, two interceptions, and wasn't too effective on the ground, 21 rushing yards. Jalen Armstead was their best offensive player, 21 carries, 134 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Sedarius Barfield led the way for them with seven tackles, and Chris Johnson had three tackles and an interception. Next, we have Boise State traveling to Maverick Stadium to take on Utah State. A huge game for both teams after a slow offensive start. The Aggies struck first with a 57-yard high
highlight reel touchdown from Jalen Royals, who continues to be an all-conference talent at the wide receiver position. They would add a field goal to start the second quarter to make it a 10-0 lead, but it would be all Boise from then on out. George Holani broke off a 75-yard house call on the next play to cut the deficit to three. The next play was a Robert Briggs Jr. fumble, and the one after that was a touchdown pass from Talon Green to tight end Matt Louder. It took just three plays for Utah State's lead to evaporate, and they couldn't recover after that. George Holani would get another touchdown from a 33-yard scamper, and after another fumble by McKay Hillstead, who came in for the injured Cooper Lega, the Broncos made it 28-10 with a second Matt Louder touchdown grab from the two-yard line. They even added one more field goal before halftime and would make it a 28-point lead on an Ashton Genty five-yard touchdown run. Utah State still had no answers offensively, and even though Boise State slowed down a bit as the second half went on, they would get one more score from Breezy Dubar. The Broncos moved to 6-5 and five and 1-0 and oh under interim coach Spencer Danielson and keep their conference championship hopes alive, while the Aggies now need a win against New Mexico to make a bowl game. Taylor Green got the start and played quite well, 8 of 17, 93 passing yards, two touchdowns, and ran for 26 yards as well. George Holani, the star on the ground, was just phenomenal. 15 carries, 178 rushing yards, two touchdowns, did have two fumbles though. Ashton Genty working his way back to a full workload still was very effective. 12 carries, 85 rushing yards, a touchdown, and 23 receiving yards. Matt Louder, the tight end, getting his best day of the year with 28 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Ty Benefield having quite the day with seven tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, and a deflection. Ahmed Hassanain continues to be an all-conference player at the edge position. Five tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, and two sacks. Braxton Feely having a breakout game. Four tackles, a sack, and two forced fumbles. Amarion McCoy and Rodney Robinson both had an interception. The biggest reason why Utah State's offense fell off a cliff was Cooper Lagarde. Not that he wasn't playing well. He went 8 of 12, 128 passing yards and a touchdown. Ran for 16 yards as well. But once he left the game, the offense just couldn't regain its composure. Devon Booth had a solid day. 12 carries, 125 rushing yards. Jalen Royals had a solid stat line. 7 catches, 113 receiving yards and a touchdown. Devin Dye led the way for the Aggies with 14 tackles. MJ Tafisi had 12 tackles and half a tackle for loss. And Anthony Switzer had 9 tackles and a sack. Next, we have Hawaii traveling to Laramie for the battle for the Paniolo Trophy. Wyoming got off to a hot start with a 44-yard bomb to Ryan Marquez and doubled their 7-0 lead with an 89-yard catch and run from John Michael Gillenborg. The Rainbow Warriors couldn't get anything going offensively, and they also couldn't slow down the Cowboys with Harrison Whaley making it 21-0 with a 28-yard touchdown run. Andrew Peasley threw his third long touchdown pass of the first half, finding Wyatt Wheeland for a 40-yard score. Braden Shager would get picked off by Ja'Cory Hawkins, which set up the Cowboys' fifth touchdown of the first half, with Ayer Asante running in a sweep from six yards out. Down 35-0, Hawaii was clearly just playing for pride and did get a field goal after a Trayton Welch fumble, and finally found the end zone with a 19-yard Braden Shager pass to Chuki Hines. The defense would trade stops for the remainder of the game besides a Wyoming touchdown run from backup quarterback Evan Svoboda as the Cowboys get back in the win column to get to 7-4 and four, and more importantly hoist the Paniolo Trophy while Hawaii falls to 4-8. and eight. Andrew Peasley had his best game of the year through the air, 14 of 17, 319 passing 
rushing yards and three touchdowns. Harrison Whaley with a solid day of 11 carries, 70 rushing yards and a touchdown. John Michael Gillenborg dominated with three catches, 128 receiving yards and a touchdown. Ayer Asante left his mark with four catches, 52 receiving yards and a rushing touchdown. Easton Gibbs led the way for the Cowboys with 11 tackles and half a sack. Tyreekus Davis had five tackles and an interception. Nose tackle Jordan Bertignoli had five tackles and two tackles for loss. And Ja'Cory Hawkins had three tackles and an interception. Braden Shager did struggle going 25 of 44, 278 passing yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Stephen McBride had a pretty solid day, five catches, 103 receiving yards. Justin Sinclair had five tackles and a forced fumble. Ezra Vimalo and Noah Kima both had a sack at each. Last but not least, let's go over Nevada taking on Colorado State in Fort Collins. The Rams dominated the early part of this game with Henry Blackburn picking off AJ Bianco to set up an easy Avery Morrow touchdown run. The Wolfpack would respond with a field goal before Colorado State marched down the field to extend their lead to 14-3 with a Torrey Hort and 8-yard touchdown catch. AJ Bianco would throw another interception this time to Newark Atkuth, which was traded in for a field goal. Jordan Noyes added one more field goal to make it 20-3, but Nevada hit another one of their own to make it an even two-touchdown game. Disaster would strike for the Rams as Braden Fowler Nicolosi made a huge mistake on the final play of the half, getting intercepted by Richard Tony Jr., who took it all the way to the house to make it 20-13. Colorado State kicked off the second half with a field goal, but Brendan Lewis led his team down the field and got Nevada within striking distance with a nine-yard touchdown run. They had a chance to tie the game, but Brandon Talton missed the field goal, and the Rams took a two-possession lead with a 38-yard touchdown pass from Braden Fowler Nicolosi to Lewis Brown the fourth with 10 minutes to go. That would be it for this one as the Rams hang on to win their second straight, moving them to five and six and keeping their bowl hopes alive while Nevada falls to two and nine. Braden Fowler Nicolosi played fine, could have had a better day all things considered. 15 of 30, 245 passing yards, two touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. The freshman Justin Marshall continues to impress 19 carries, 98 rushing yards, and 23 receiving yards. Torrey Horton led the way for them with six catches, 78 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Jack Howell had 12 tackles. Chase Wilson had a heck of a day with 11 tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack. Henry Blackburn had seven tackles, half a tackle for loss, and an interception. And Mohamed Kamara continues to be an absolute game wrecker with seven tackles, two and a half tackles for loss, and a sack. Brendan Lewis didn't get the start, but once he got in the game, he really did play quite well. 18 of 24, 169 passing yards, 61 rushing yards, and a touchdown. He played more confident than he has all year, and if he can keep that going through this next game, he may have a shot at being the quarterback for Nevada next year as well. Sean Dollars had 20 carries for 69 rushing yards and a fumble. DeLavon Campbell had five catches for 72 receiving yards. Marcel Walker Burgess had a nice day for the Wolfpack defensively. Nine tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, and a deflection. Imani Johnson had nine tackles and a tackle for loss. Drew Watts had eight tackles, a tackle for loss, and a deflection. And Richard Tony Jr. had seven tackles, a deflection, and of course the pick six at the end of the first half. Quickly, here's your update on the conference championship scenarios. Four teams are still in the hunt with Fresno State falling out after their loss to New Mexico. Here's what's going down. The two games to watch are UNLV taking on San Jose State and Air Force taking on Boise State. Things are going to be a lot simpler if UNLV beats San Jose State. If UNLV beats San Jose State, they will host and they will host the winner of Boise State Air Force. Very simple. 
where things get complicated is if San Jose State beats UNLV. This would trigger a three-way tie between San Jose State, UNLV, and the winner of the Boise State Air Force game. The tiebreaker would be computer rankings to determine the two best, and then to decide hosting, you would go back to head-to-head with the two top teams by computer rankings, which if that doesn't exist or doesn't work, you then go back to computer rankings to figure out who hosts. So if Air Force was to beat Boise State, then Air Force would be in with a UNLV win for sure. But if UNLV loses, that would send them to the tiebreaker purgatory we just talked about. Boise State in the same exact situation. If Boise State wins, they would be in with a UNLV win and a UNLV loss would send them into tiebreaker purgatory. With week 12 in the conference championship scenarios out of the way, let's get into the final week of the regular season, starting with Air Force taking on Boise State on Friday afternoon. What could end up being a play-in game for the conference championship. The Falcons have lost three straight, but just need one to have a shot at the title. The Broncos, despite firing their coach a week ago, just need one win on the blue turf to get back into the championship. The Falcons will have to protect the football, slow down George Holani and Ashton Genty, and force the Broncos to throw the ball when they can with early stops on first and second down. Boise State has to get their run game rolling, their front seven ready to play, and they have to be able to force turnovers. Otherwise, they won't be able to win this one. My prediction, one team played great last week and the other fell short. If you were going to ride the hot hand of Boise, I wouldn't blame you, but I just figured that Troy Calhoun will eventually right the ship, right? Led by a great game on the ground from John Lee Eldridge III and Jensen Jones. With zero turnovers, the Falcons squeezed the life out of the Broncos to get back on track just in time for the postseason. My final Air Force 17, Boise State 13. Next, we have our other Friday matchup, Utah State traveling to Albuquerque to take on New Mexico. Blake Anderson and the Aggies are fighting for a bowl game after coming up empty against Boise State, while the Lobos are fired up after their stunning defeat of Fresno State. For Utah State to get that elusive sixth win, the run game has to be a factor, and the run defense simply has to be better. If it isn't, they won't be able to contain Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt. For New Mexico, they have to keep feeding Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt, protect the football, and get some pressure on whichever quarterback the Aggies are sending out there. My prediction, it would be a real shame if the Aggies didn't make a bowl game. The passing game isn't perfect, but they get some home runs out of Terrell Vaughn and and Jalen Royals. The defense forces a key turnover in the second half to quell a Lobo comeback as Utah State gets to 6-6. My final, Utah State 31, New Mexico 23. Next up, we have Fresno State traveling to Snapdragon Stadium to take on San Diego State. The battle for the old oil can has less stakes on it than it could have if the Bulldogs didn't lose to New Mexico, but it's still a rivalry. The Aztecs have lost four straight and haven't looked much better since the announcement of Brady Hoke's impending retirement. Fresno State looked like they were putting it all together at the right time, but now they've dropped back-to-back games. The Aztecs have to get multiple runners in a rhythm, and the defense needs to keep everything in front of them and not let the Bulldogs hit home runs. Fresno State has to focus on making their passing game a threat, getting Malik Sharad a fair share of the carries and forcing turnovers. My prediction, the Bulldogs are too good of a team to keep playing like this. Even if Mikey Keene isn't back, the offense has firepower and the defense has disruptors. There's no reason they shouldn't be able to take care of business, even on the Aztecs senior day. Eric Brooks has a huge day as Fresno State can still get their third straight 10 win season after a blowout win in the season finale. My predicted final, Fresno State 38, San Diego State 6. Next, 
University of San Jose State taking on UNLV in a game that could decide the conference. This one is for almost all the marbles. The Rebels are leading the pack now after coming back to beat Air Force and just need one more win to host the championship game. The Spartans, meanwhile, have rattled off five wins in a row to give themselves a shot at making the conference championship against all odds. UNLV will need to avoid turning the ball over, get the ball to Ricky White, and find a way to limit the Spartans' ground game. San Jose State will need to pressure Jaden Maiava, get their passing game going early, and protect the football. My prediction, I said this last week, but it just feels like UNLV is having a magical season. They're playing great on both sides of the ball and are arguably the clutchest team in the conference. I think that's on full display here with the defense getting a late stop to seal the Rebels' 10th win and their spot in the Mountain West Championship. My predicted final UNLV 34, San Jose State 31. Next, we have Wyoming traveling to Reno to take on the Wolfpack. The Cowboys beat the pants off of Hawaii last week and will look to get to eight wins against a shaky Nevada team. The Wolfpack are back to earth now and have lost three straight games. Wyoming will have to reestablish their run game and force Nevada to move the ball through the air, while Ken Wilson's squad will need to run it again and again and again, as well as not letting the Cowboys hit any home runs in the passing game like they did last week. My prediction, the last thing I'm going to do is bet on Nevada to put it together. Even if they do, it's not like I'm going to predict it. Wyoming is playing solid football. The offense is more potent than ever, and I think they'll clean up on their way to another bowl game. My final, Wyoming 35, Nevada 10. In our final game to go over, Colorado State traveling to the islands to take on Hawaii. The Rams put together a solid performance against Nevada, getting them within one win of their first bowl game in seven years. The Rainbow Warriors couldn't keep their momentum from their Air Force upset going and were dismantled by Wyoming. For Colorado State to get back to the postseason, Braden Fowler Nicolosi has to be efficient and smart, while the defense has to force turnovers while still keeping Hawaii's playmakers in front of them. Hawaii will need to protect Braden Shager, thwart the Rams' newly found success in the run game, and limit Tory Horton's impact. My prediction, looking at the trends here, Hawaii hasn't been slinging it on offense for almost a month now. While the Rams' offense has had their own struggles, they've still been consistent in putting up at least 20 points a game almost every time. I think that pays dividends here with a surprising defensive battle taking place, a battle in which Colorado State's D-line makes the difference, with Braden Shager getting sacked five times as the Rams make it back to a bowl game. My final, Colorado State 24, Hawaii 20. Before I let you go, let's talk about this week's Hikes Peak Weekly MVP, and I had to go with Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt. JCM put the team on his back as he ran for 204 yards and two touchdowns to lead New Mexico to a shocking upset win on the road against Fresno State. Congrats, Ja'Cory. That's it for this episode of the Hikes Peak Podcast. Thank you so much for coming back to the mountain. Make sure to make the trek back here next Tuesday for another brand new episode where we'll talk about what went down in the final week of the regular season and get you ready for the conference championship game. If you enjoyed the episode, rate the show five stars on whatever platform you're listening on or leave us a review on iTunes. Nothing helps the show out more than that, so any ratings would be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at MWC Connection and find all of your Mountain West news at MWCConnection.com. Thank you again for listening. Hard to believe that we're already this far into the season, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't having the most fun I've ever had in a college football season, and it's thanks to all of you out there. Until next time, I'm Jack Thompson. Enjoy your life.